It's a miracle. She's back. Oh my gosh, it's so extra. This <laughs> <laughs> is so rude. I told you to put it on my calendar, and, and here we are. Oh, if only it was that simple. Good morning. <laughs> Smarty pants. <laughs> Welcome to the Kitchen Conversations podcast, episode 39, for January 17th, Friday, fun day. And where we chat about life, marriage, teaching, parenting, all the things, and life hacks and everything in between. Here in the kitchen, I'm Dave Crumbine. And this is Aisha Crumbine. She got distracted because she stared at her Outlook email on her computer. It's very hard. I to... just closed it. We Thank can multi. You. I still don't remember this. You can. You can't multi. You can task, but, but you, you can't can mu- multifocus. Wait, say it again. You, you can multitask, but, but you, you can't, can't multi. So when you're brushing your teeth and walking, that's multitasking. Mm-hmm. But multi. Oh, because focus Something requires, requires your brain. More. Mm-hmm. Even though your brain technically is moving with multitasking, but it's just not as intense. Is that the whole point? You don't really have to focus to brush your teeth. If you put like those scanners on your brain, oh my gosh. all the neurons okay. firing. Okay. <laughs> Which reminds me. There we go. That's in that that last. Uh, life hack with non sequitur before we get going i did not know that your brain is burning through tons of calories while you sleep and we wake up i think most people know you wake up not realizing you wake up well the reason that Wait, happens you wake up not realizing you wake up what so we, we wake up multiple times a night oh, but don't okay, know it sometimes okay. you know okay. it, right but sometimes okay. you, you don't yeah, 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 right okay. and i didn't know the reason because your brain is burning through Calories. calories and so if you can prevent that from happening you increase the chance of the quality of your sleep being higher because you don't wake up and so that is why before bed every night i take two teaspoons of raw honey and that gives you the energy you need to uh to give calories to the brain not wake up as much and increase deep sleep it's a very known you know what about sleep butter? life hack you need peanut butter? I think that's for the... I, I tried... I was doing that for a while, but then it's hard to determine how much of an effect that has like yeah. on body fat percentage, which I'm a bit... Uh, obsessive? Obsessive about. Mm-hmm. So for for those normal people who are like, what is he saying? <laughs> <laughs> is he talking about? So Dave I'm is... I'm not normal. D- mm-hmm. Dave is a like I'm going he is a all or nothing black or white and and when he goes into something he goes all in and so right now he is he is trying to find ways to just maximize his energy and his sleep and his efficiency so he has read a couple of books he listens to a couple of podcasts but one that is centrally focused on like how do you hack your health how do you um, get the best sleep, get the best workout so that you can just be firing on all cylinders. And this whole having two tablespoons of honey before bed is one teaspoons. way. Teaspoons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm downing two tables. Like, this whole having two cups of raw honey before you go to bed. <laughs> two, te- two <laughs> teaspoons of honey. Um, so that would be delicious. Helps him get stay sleep throughout the night so he gets better sleep and he tracks this using his apple watch although i'm sure that there are other ways that you can track your sleep but he tracks his through his apple watch so that's the context on this morning's non sequitur 
this is going to be a express cast. Yay. And, uh, you mentioned you had a little the inadvertent teaser because you mentioned uh, energy and like fine to biohack our energy when you said you know, sleep and energy mm-hmm. and all that. That's going to be one of our, it's got to be one of our future episodes is okay. that I believe the... And I'm just going to listen to that the, one and ask questions because well, no, I don't... You're, you're very much into this one. It's, it's, you know, you always hear the greatest resources, time or the greatest mm-hmm. resources, money or something like that. I think the greatest resource is energy. But that's for a future I episode. I was like, I have all... I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> now, you don't know the topic for today, do you? No. <laughs> Just make something up. <laughs> Look, I can talk. Gonna, about, I, can t- I, can either, I can either talk about anything or I can ask questions about anything. Oh, so either one of those is works for me. You mean something? Whatever. No, tell them the difference. Okay. It's really cool. Yeah, so we read this book called Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. I don't even think I finished it yet. Um, and one of the things, one of the things that's in the book is is you get a better answer to things when you ask the question is there something you want to tell me versus is there anything you want to tell me? Um, and I don't know what the rationale is behind that, but there is some, there is something different between saying anything or something. I would think that when you say, is there something you want to tell me that implies that you know that there's something that the person has that they want or need to share versus anything is like, Actually, don't know if there's anything that you want to share, but I'm just giving you an opportunity. Um, one seems way more intentional than the other, but I don't. I didn't get to that part in the book where they talked about something versus anything. So, if you want to chime in on that part, I, the book is awesome. It's not it's from one hundred awesome. Yeah, oh, it's, it's not. not from the book? No, I'm trying to remember. It was an article. They took measurements. Researchers took measurements from a doctor's office, and had the doctor turned to the patient and X number of times over the course of different mm. patients said, is there anything else you want to share or ask me? Then they had the doctor ask, is, is there, there something, something else? else? And it was, I'm going to get the number wrong, something like 40 to 60% higher rate hmm. that the patients, random patients, ended up sharing. Any, the word any, is a conversation ender hmm. it it generates a no uh you might you, i mean you alluded to it because when you said some um it implies there is a particular thing in mm-hmm. mind my guess is it's probably an and a seven or it's probably both it, it doing that as well as the fact that any creates a, a no in our brain now, why does any create a a no or end conversation ender in our brain I don't know, but uh, I, I was talking to a teacher yesterday, and I said, she, she was in her first year, and she was my fifth grade student, <laughs> and she's, I said, old. is there, hey, <laughs> you, don't, uh, you don't get old, what is it, what's my favorite one? I don't know. Um, you don't stop playing because you get old, you get old because you stop playing. And in that respect, you are surely not old. Okay, tell us. Audible. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, is there, if, if there's anything I can do to help and I didn't finish the sentence and I said wait hold on a second and then I told her what I was doing and said so if is there something I can do to help you and she laughed when she knew why I was using the word some said however that's not the point of this podcast oh 
And we're not doing a whole episode on any or some because it would be uh, a three-minute podcast. Yeah. We're going to have uh, fun tonight, by the way. Yay! Tell them in the quick version that we can actually come here and record what we meant to record. Yeah, we are going to a drive-in movie theater. It's just been so long that we have all these things that we have kitchen conversations of things we haven't talked about on, on near. We should just have a, a microphone on all the time and then the we non- can just catch the random conversations we have and that be like, here's the B-roll to the kitchen <laughs> conversations with the crumbines. Um, yeah, but we're going to a drive-in movie theater, um, which is out where? I don't know where it is. Far, and then with rush hour traffic, more far. <laughs> but we're going to have a good time. Yeah. It'll be fun. I remember when I was a kid um, sitting in my grandfather's old, I think it was a Cadillac, and we used to put the speaker into the window. So we would sit in the car, but we would put the speaker up to the window so you could hear the movie. And it was right by my house, so I grew up. Um, don't matter where I grew up because everybody's not in Houston. But we used to have, there were four big screens um, in this massive parking lot and you would just pull up and park in front of the screen and then put the music box in your window and then eventually you could turn your radio station to a certain FM frequency um, and hear the movie. It was just great m- memories and I'm excited to do that with the kids because it's totally different from anything we've done with them. You know what's weird is you, you have to have a radio playing but here's the catch is that you can't keep the, run- the car running. They don't let cars idle, right? Pollution in the air. So you so they, your, your phone? Well, this is what's funny is like most people are doing the radio from their car, mm-hmm. but then they're like all prepared to jumpstart the cars after At the, the end. Because they've used up they've... all the battery. <laughs> That's so unintelligent. Yeah. There's got to be a better way to do that. Yeah, I've got a couple ideas, but we'll see how it goes. We came for allowances. And we're going to talk about money. Money, money, money. Money, 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 money. I knew that was going to work. it was was a point at which we they started asking this the question that comes up is like when do you start allowances and the answer i think is so right which is when they start recognizing and asking to buy stuff so that was quite some time ago Mm. um i don't think it we need to put an age on it but when when you feel like your little one is sort of moving down that road it's probably a good time for allowances and then there's so many different ways to do allowances the only thing I, I sort of understood walking into it, which still rings true, is not to give allowances because they do chores. Now, there, there are different philosophies on that. Some people, right. Well, just to finish this one off. Yeah, like, yeah. Totally get it. They're different systems. They're different philosophies. Everyone's going to do what they want to do. The downside of that is, well, I don't feel like doing the chore, so I'll just skip the allowance. Or... You ask me to go do something above and beyond or a chore I don't normally do. Great, how much are you going to pay me for that? Yeah. So then you lose the, I contribute because this is, I'm part of the family So unit. I think that's the part I, w- I would name that first is the reason why we don't, or the primary reason is like, you, this is your home and you contribute to how well it is kept. You contribute to it being a clean and clutter-free space you do that because this is your home not because we're paying you um so i think that's kind of the under under like the foundation for one of the reasons which is you know like you could decide at any moment you don't want to clean your room and the money isn't worth it and then what right then you have a battle on your hand but if you never tie allowances to chores 
um, then you you don't have to go down that road later. The advantage of having them, because it's easy to listen to that and say, well, then why don't we just skip allowances altogether, is you can alleviate this pressure release valve of, I want to buy this, and I want this, and I want that. And the minute that, I mean, think of the number of times we've seen where it becomes, oh, sure, you can absolutely have that. You can spend your allowance on that. (laughs) Never mind. The wind is out of the sails. (laughs) They're like, nope. And then you realize, oh, this huge push, because they're such good con artists. Mm -hmm. They really make you think. I get suckered all the time. (laughs) They really make you think that they really want this thing. And and I believe it. I'm like, wow, they re- that this makes me want to buy this for you. In my head, I don't verbalize mm-hmm. that. And then I think, wait a second, let's just put the, the litmus test mm-hmm. up here. Let's put that the sunglasses, the do filter on. Do you really want it? No, and so you say, like, do you want, you, you, sure, you spend your allowance on that. Oh, no. Oh, okay. I was about to be completely conned mm-hmm. had I spent my money because I really thought you cared. And you didn't really care that much because the thing is that dollar 25 and you have so much more than a dollar 25 um it is so advantageous to have allowance for that sake and it becomes really good i think in particular when you live in houston because the temptation for the quantity of restaurants is so high we have <laughs> more restaurants than any city i mean don't quote me on outside this but this is what i remember outside of new york and so between the toy and Chick-fil-A, the temptation is, is huge. And this allows that to, to, you have an answer which creates sanity that I, f- I feel like we wouldn't have at least without an allowance. Um, so I think you answered two questions that yeah. I've heard. One is when do you start doing allowances? And the response to that was when they start asking for things, when they start pretty consistently asking you to buy things for them. Um, and then the second question I think you answered was, do you tie their allowance to chores? And the answer to that was no. Um, and the and the added benefit of just doing an allowance period allows you to to identify what they really want, and it it helps them identify what they really want because what are you willing to pay for? Um, so I think one of the questions that, that I know I heard when I shared about the debit, the debit card we did for the kids, which we'll talk about later, um, one of the questions I got was, how much do you give your kids? So what, what was the rationale? And, and honestly, I was like, Dave, how much do we give? I didn't remember. <laughs> so th- this is one that has come up as a recurring theme in articles doesn't make it right and I absolutely the answer is whatever you feel comfortable as as a parent of them receiving and and you giving and that 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 that's just the bottom line what the number that comes up though is a dollar per year child's three they're getting three dollars we knew from the beginning we wanted to move into this next area of splitting the allowance into financial awareness, financial responsibility, and by, by breaking it up into thirds. Um, so and not equal parts. And not equal parts. Mm-hmm. So we have um, our kids get an allowance based on their age, and then they, that allowance is broken up 
into three jars and I'm air quoting jars because we don't actually use jars anymore. Um, 80% goes into theirs, like theirs to spend, do whatever they want. 10% goes into savings and then 10% goes to giving. So um, if they want to donate or do something on behalf of somebody else, they would pull from that 10% 10 jar of giving and then there are 10% of savings, and then 80% of spending. We are at the two-year mark of giving allowances. In that two-year mark, we have spent uh, 23 of the months out of that 24 of using jars and using uh, actual cash and change. Really seems critical, and I'm going to let you speak to this one, so that when we switch to what we have just switched to within the last month, which is brilliant. It is awesome. It's a debit card system, all digital. We live in a digital world. However, you still have to grasp the concept of money in yeah. a digital world because as we all know, it's the lack of grasping what is it really like to give $60 over is much more real even for adults when they're handing cash over than yeah. when they're just swiping plastic. Um, so go ahead and speak to like how I think we're totally fine living with them in the digital world for their allowance because we spent 23 months not doing that. Yeah, so somebody asked um, what were my thoughts on actual money versus going straight to the debit card. And my response was, you, you kids are concrete. Like they're very, like they need to know what money is they need to know how to count money so that they it's like understanding what the physical representation is so that when you move over to the digital space you still have the number and financial sense that one dollar bill and five dollar and a five dollar bill do not equal the same thing, right? So for kids who are really young, you could say, "Do you want this one dollar bill or this five dollar bill?" And they both are one bill. So kids don't know. And if you haven't taught them that um, with the actual money, they won't necessarily get it. So we definitely started with cash and nickels and dimes and pennies, um, and had them count out eighty percent and put the 10% in one jar, the 80% in one jar. Um, we had them add, okay, so how much is in your jar now that you've gotten this allowance? Um, and, it, and it gave them a good foundation in terms of understanding money and being able to count money. Um, and then when they wanted to go someplace and they took money to then hand that money over, helped them understand that there is money no longer in your jar, that you've given it to somebody in exchange for something else. And if we had skipped that, they wouldn't understand. I think it'd be harder to understand um, that you are actually giving somebody something when you buy it, if you just do a card. To go back to the handing out of the money was really helpful, as we could tell for both of them that when they had not started learning what is a quarter, what is a dime, it kind of gave them a jump start mm -hmm. on recognizing pieces. Now, I want to be clear when, when Aisha said we had them divvy up the 80%, 10%, 10%. <laughs> um, we were not having our young pre-K or was not doing 10%. 
but they could see, and I think that's the, I mean, that was the critical part. They could see, oh, look at this small portion is going to savings and givings and, and, and the bigger portion to the spending jar. Let's go back to giving and spending, give sort of a historical context on that. The giving jar has only been used, <clears throat> I want to say once, if I'm wrong, it's twice. The savings jar has never been used. Um, you want to share just super quick on the giving jar, the downtown experience. So our son wanted to I was like, I don't know um, how to use it. <laughs> put a, a home a package together oh, for someone okay. who's homeless, and so he had used some of the money from his uh, giving jar to put like a package together of food. Yeah. It was remarkable, by the way. I mean, it shouldn't be, but it is to me every time. Like after two years, how much money is in a a savings and giving jar when all you're doing is putting in there 50 cents. But when you're doing it regularly, that, that adds up. You know, you've got 20, 25 some odd dollars in there just well, from mean, quarters. And, and when you think about it, the conversations you get to have about what it means to give and what it means to save um, is well worth it. Like I just, when I was growing up, I didn't have those conversations. The most I knew about giving was tithing at church. Um, but I didn't really understand what that tithing was for. It just, it just was never a thing. But because we have this vehicle where we, we're about to wear, whereby we are saving 10% for the pure purpose of giving, it allows us to have conversations about what it means to be a giver and what it means to do kind things in support of others, um, which has its own benefits. In terms of savings, this will be really neat. Uh, maybe six months, a year from now, certainly for our oldest one, is this then opens up the door uh, to get advanced and start doing interest. Um, he has a bank account when he had gotten a Christmas present of some money and we decided we need to put it in there. We're going to close the accounts as the interest is so low um, that uh, we're going to create our own parent interest and teach them about that concept. So that'll mimic real life. We pay every other week, so that mimics real life. We do it on Friday, so that mimics real life. <laughs> Trying to make as many things as we can um, so that the financial awareness both parallels life. And I think that's neat because I didn't learn about interest until I don't even know how deep oh, into man. adulthood, we, we which <laughs> was painful. So the fact that you know, you've know you got kids that have the opportunity to do that. Now, the reason they're able to do this and to make it easy uh, to automate everything from the advance of interest, which is optional, to even just, oh, it's allowance time. I guess I, I did not enjoy, despite doing it for those two years, having to pull out jars and pull out bags of change and stop what they're doing and have them come over. Critical lesson to be done. Hopefully it can be internalized prior to two years. Um, so we have switched to a different system, and it's digital and it sure makes life easier, and, and, and you feel like they're walking in with a financial awareness they wouldn't have had they started with it. You want to explain that one? Yes, so um, Dave, in his desire to maximize all the things that he touches, um, found this debit card, and it is called Greenlight, and it is a debit card specifically for kids that makes it easy for parents to transfer an allowance to your child's debit card 
Um, it also allows you to monitor what they spend their money on. It allows relatives to make donations or contributions to their card. Um, so what we've done is we've taken that process of um, what used to be the, you know, the Friday allowance payout and every Friday or whenever, whenever is on Dave's schedule, he will transfer their allowance to their debit card. And because it is digital, both of the kids have an app on their devices where they can go on, check their balance, um, check their spending, all of the things. So it is taking exactly what adults who know how to manage their money or who understand their money, um, it's taking that process and making it relevant for a child. And then in the same way that we had the giving, spending, saving jars, um, you can have those same buckets on their app. So when Dave does the allowance, he can say 80% goes into this account, to this bucket, 10% goes to this bucket, 10% goes to this bucket. Um, and it is all accessible to the kids on their account. And so now when they go shopping or they want to go somewhere, they take their own card, which was just really neat, like just neat that they have their own cards. They take their own card and they pay for it at the thing. And it is their money. It's not like, oh, I'm using my mom's card to go shopping. No, it is they are taking their card with their money on it and purchasing the thing that they want. And I will say the first time that they did this was we gave them the cards for Christmas. Um, and then the next day we went to the mall so that they could use their cards. And if you could have seen how how thoughtful, how careful they were considering what they were going to buy because they knew that they were putting this money, they were charging it on their card or they were using their money. Um, you know, my daughter, who is who loves to shop, she had all these things. And I said, well, let's pause for a second because you have this much money in your account. If you buy this thing, how much will you have left? And she you know, did the calculation and then from that moment on, everything she picked up, she looked at the price tag and she was doing the math in her head. And it ultimately, she said, you know, I really want this thing. Let me go buy this first and then we can come back and see if I have enough money for these other things. And she's seven. Um, and so like that was made possible because we'd already taught her about money we'd already kind of gotten to that place with math and addition and subtraction um, but the card made it possible for her to learn how to prioritize your purchases based on both how much money you have and how much you want one thing over another um, my son who is a lot less spendy he loves money like he is like i can't wait to be a millionaire kind of kid he when he talks about spending money he always says it's wasting like you wasted your money and it's not wasting we tell him it's choosing to spend but when he went to the store he went to the lego store and he really saw this thing he wanted but he just was like it's a lot of money if i buy this i'm gonna spend almost all of my money and it just pained him to to like the process that he went through to decide to buy that thing was the level of care that you want 
people to think about when they make a purchase, especially a purchase that's going to, you know, eat into a good portion of their money. And I think all of that was possible because, again, we'd done the money thing. Our kids understood the value of money and it created a space for them to then make intentional decisions about their spending. So now they don't just go, oh, I want this Lego set that's $150. Mom, dad, will you buy it for me? It's, oh, I want this Lego set. Do I have the money to pay for it? And if not, you can either wait till you get more money or you can choose to do extra things um, to earn more money faster. But for them to have learned those lessons by seven and nine um, are so far ahead of where I was even at like 25. At the movie theater tonight, we'll buy popcorn. <laughs> but we don't need to buy the uh, grease fried donuts and three candy bars and all of that so they can bring their cars with them. And then we'll see how much they yeah. and <laughs> really this, want those things. And, let, and just to be clear, like this is not, we don't buy anything for them. That, that's not what this is. So like Dave just said, like, we'll buy the popcorn. Like, we're going to go, we'll get popcorn. But all of the extra things that they want, they can decide. Like, do you want this enough to spend your money on it? Cool cool idea. If you forget the cards, we don't bring them everywhere. Um, I think mostly out of safety than anything else. Is uh, It's really easy to be out with them if you happen to not have the card, and then they choose to spend their money and they're going to spend $2.50, you can just go to the app on your phone, go into that kid's account, and move the, that $2.50, and even put a note in there what, for what it, it was is for. for. Yeah. Um, and then you get, don't you get a notification on your phone when it happens, I so do. that's really cool. I do. And so you kind of feel like you have the card wherever you go. It's turned into a full digital reality, which is neat. And it's interesting because our daughter... She would, she would just spend. Like, she just wants all the things, all the things. Whereas um, our son is sitting there saying like, He's like, I'm going to keep mentality. all my money. But I say that to say that even now, she yeah, is... It she causes is, her she, more pause. It causes... Yeah. She is much, much more thoughtful about what she is spending. Um, we went to Target, and she saw this jacket that she really liked, and she liked this jacket. And then when we got to the cash register, she said, oh, wait, but I don't, I don't want to spend my money on it. And I was like, oh, well, then you don't want the jacket. Um, but then I, I was suckered, and I got the jacket. And so that happens, too. But I, I appreciate that, that now she is, is more decisive about what she will and will not spend her money on. We have... Um a uh, referral link we'll put that in the show notes and if you use it we each get ten dollars so win-win on both sides we intended to record this episode far before we even realized there was a referral link um, but if you want to dive into green light um, please click the link in the show notes and please support the show with your ratings and sharing the podcast with a friend who you think might like it and may allowances be easier for you moving forward yay